friends. Welcome to a special episode of the In No Hurry podcast. I just felt that given what's going on in our country, I felt compelled to come on and just offer what I hope will be some perspective on what we're experiencing in our country. How do we respond when the world that we're so used to gets flipped upside down? You know, a few weeks ago at the start of March, I found myself feeling like a little kid the same as I do every year in March, excited about all that March and this spring we're about to offer. Like any sports fan, the month of March is one of my favorite times of the year. It's one of the most iconic and exhilarating months in the sports calendar. For me, I was excited about watching my alma mater, Western Kentucky, make a run toward the NCAA tournament, and I was planning this weekend around the potential of them playing for a Conference USA championship, probably to just fall short in the championship game for a third straight year, but that's beside the point. This month also meant four shows, a comedy show featuring Trey Kennedy and my friend Jake Triplett, who we had on this podcast. We actually got to go to that show before their tour was postponed the other day, but it also meant a Lauren Daigle and Johnny Swim concert in Evansville, Beauty and the Beast featuring my 10-year-old nephew, and Matilda featuring my 7-year-old niece. I've been so excited to see them perform their shows because I know how excited they were to be performing them. My final season coaching high school tennis was set to begin on March 16th. And I've been so looking forward to one more run with a program that's meant so much to me, particularly with a group of seniors who were freshmen on my first team. I've gotten to see them grow up, and I was so excited to coach them their senior year. This is also the most talent we've ever had on the girls' team since I've been the coach, so what coach wouldn't be excited about that potential? The Major League Baseball season was also set to start in a couple of weeks, which means we'd soon get the glorious overlap of the NCAA tournament and the start of baseball. Emily and I also have a vacation planned in a couple of weeks in South Carolina, which now looks to be in jeopardy. It's just so crazy how all of our plans can change in an instant, and it's completely out of our control. The tidal wave began early last week, with several big events deciding either to limit attendance or cancel altogether, and it all came to a head on Wednesday and Thursday when the major sports leagues and entertainment companies decided to cancel or postpone activities as we try to figure out how to deal with the global pandemic we're living in due to the coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak. Like everyone else, I was incredibly bummed. It's a huge buzzkill when just one thing you're excited about is canceled or postponed, let alone several. For some people, it probably felt a lot like how a child would feel if a few days before Christmas they got told that Santa just decided to take the year off. Can you imagine the devastation on a child's face if they were told that? There are people who build their entire schedules, heck, even their entire lives, around their sports teams. Here in Kentucky, for instance, it's hard to describe the atmosphere during the NCAA tournament, especially when Kentucky is playing. It's like heightened excitement meets heightened anxiety, then mixes with a lot of alcohol. Don't get me wrong, I love the adrenaline that every single NCAA tournament game brings, and it's one of the main reasons we're all so drawn to it. I love being caught up in the excitement of sports and seeing the stories of perseverance from athletes. Aside from that, sports are just genuinely entertaining, particularly the NCAA tournament, when we all become novice gamblers for a month and try to prove our expertise in our office pool. There are a few things that are more exhilarating as a sports fan than correctly picking a first-round upset on your bracket. In a lot of ways, this time of the year is one of the few unifying things that our divisive country shares each year. Look, I'm a huge sports fan. But this week made me realize that maybe I'm not as big of one as I used to be, or as big of one as a lot of other people are. 
years ago, this would have absolutely crushed me. I would be panicking, not because of any fears over the virus, but fears of how I'd spend my time and where I'd find my joy. Maybe I'm still that same sports fan. I've just finally grasped some perspective I didn't have or just chose to ignore years ago. After that initial onslaught of news and cancellations, I've honestly been okay. Thank God for that. Also, I'm just a fan. Imagine how the athletes affected might feel. I wrote a story this week for Sports Spectrum on Oklahoma softball player Shannon Sale getting baptized this past week, and I asked her what she thought about her senior season getting cut short abruptly. Now, the NCAA is working on granting waivers for seniors to be able to come back and play next year if they choose to, so hopefully that happens so people like her can come back. But if it doesn't, she's fine. I loved her perspective on this. Here's what she had to say. Softball doesn't define me. I will keep my faith regardless of the cards we are dealt. I have faith I didn't play my last softball game. I hope through Jesus to remain a light in people's lives through this pandemic. Look, in no way am I trying to patronize or scoff at people who are upset over the cancellations, because part of me still is. No one could have ever foreseen any of these cancellations happening. This is unprecedented, and the chances of anything close to this happening again in my lifetime are slim. We're all still trying to process this major upheaval of our everyday norms, and that's understandable. Truthfully, I've had trouble sleeping some nights since this has all happened, and it's one of those things that I find myself having to remember, man, this is really happening. Aside from the September 11th terrorist attacks, this is the single most significant historical event of my lifetime, especially when you think about the impact this has on our everyday lives now. So many of our systems that were in place that we often take for granted are now canceled or closed. But this is also a really unique opportunity for us to slow our lives down. When horrible things like this happen to loved ones or society as a whole, we often turn to things like sports or entertainment to distract us. Even with 9-11, within days, the MLB season resumed, and it was a chance for people to unify and get our minds off of what just happened. We don't have that opportunity now for the most part, and maybe that's a good thing. It's a chance to recalibrate where we place our identity and where we find our joy. For me, that's in Jesus, and that's my hope for you too. When I created this podcast last year, I prayed for several months for God to give me wisdom and what to name it. Picking a name for a podcast might seem like a frivolous exercise, but that's the identity of the show, and I wanted it to mean something. This idea of not being in such a hurry, pulling back from the hectic, busy lives that we live, and this lie that what we do is who we are, kept showing up on my heart. Around the same time, four prominent authors, John Mark Comer, Jefferson Bethke, Rebecca Lyons, and Emily Lay, all put out books around the same time, all about the same topic. It was evident this was something God was trying to tell his people. In December, I had author Banda Carpenter on the show, and we talked about her devotional called Space. Here's what she had to say about this. A value that my church taught me, and this is also mentioned in my Space devotional, is we need to be with God so that doing the work of God doesn't kill the work of God in us. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again for people who are listening. We need to be with God so that doing the work of God doesn't kill the work of God in us. And that doesn't just apply to church staffers or people who work in the Christian world or even a serving job like a nurse or a teacher. It applies to all of us. Doing the work of God is raising your children. Doing the work of God is being the secretary. Doing the work of God is selling whatever you sell online, right? It's all these different things. 
but you will kill the work of God in you if you don't spend time with God. Like our being with him has to outweigh our doing for him or our doing at all. Did you catch that? Just be with God. Last month, I got to have author Daniel M. on. His new book, You Are What You Do and Six Other Lies About Life, Work, and Love, speaks to this so beautifully. A life dictated by doing is not much of a life at all, he writes. How many more executives, entrepreneurs, and spiritual leaders need to lose their families and their own souls for us to get it? And how many more public personalities need to implode before we learn from their mistakes and pivot? When we let this lie define our lives, we inevitably end up neglecting the relationships that mean the most to us, our emotional well-being, and our spiritual health. Isn't that why we're called human beings and not human doings? Again, just be with God, with your spouse, with your family, with your friends. No sports on now means instead of being glued to the TV to watch a game, I can give my wife more time now, time she should have been getting all along. Instead of watching a game, we can watch a show together that we both like. This is also a perfect time to just put our phones down. I don't have any games to follow, so unless I want to continue being inundated by coronavirus news, I don't have a reason to be on my phone for hours on end. John Mark Comer puts it pretty succinctly in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. We are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion, he writes. I don't agree with the people who are saying that God is using the coronavirus as punishment or anything like that, and I'd encourage any Christians who are saying that to immediately stop, because it's not helpful nor is it accurate. But I do believe this is an incredible opportunity for us to open our eyes and see what God has been trying to tell us all along. For me personally, I have zero distractions now unless I create them myself, whether that's binging Netflix or playing an entire season of NCAA football on PlayStation or whatever else. I may never have a situation like this again in my life where all I can do is not be in a hurry and just be. This pandemic will go down as one of the most significant events in my lifetime, both globally and nationally. We need to seriously take all precautions to care for ourselves and each other, particularly those who are most vulnerable to this virus. Just because you're healthy doesn't mean you should do whatever you want because you could catch it, become a carrier, and then pass it on to someone whose immune system is more compromised. Please use caution in all that you do, but also please rest in the fact that God is in control. Whether you're a Christian or not and you're hearing this, God has shown time and again that he will take care of his people. Hebrews 6, 13-16 says, When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. This was a passage that Greg Farrell, our pastor at Crossland Community Church here in Bowling Green, spoke about. In the context of this passage, when someone made a promise, they needed someone greater than them to back them up on that promise. It's similar to when you have a parent or someone else co-sign a loan. It's assurance to the other party that you will come through on the promise you've made. This passage demonstrates that God doesn't need anyone to co-sign his promises. There is no one greater than our God, and he always comes through on his promises. Whether it's COVID-19 or anything else in your life, when the mountains in your life become bigger than your faith in God, that's when you're going to have problems. One of the prevailing themes of this series on Hebrews at our church, titled Greater, is this idea that God is not greater than anything. He's greater than everything. When you believe he's greater than everything, then he's always going to be greater than your anythings. God never changes, ever. 
His perfect love casts out all fear. I don't have an answer for why pandemics like this happen or why loved ones are dying. It's tragic, and we need to be praying diligently about all of this. But what I do know is that this is far from the first time that God has ever dealt with a pandemic or a global catastrophe, and He will take care of His people. We also need to do our part in helping take care of each other. My guest for the March 16th show is author Barnabas Piper, and we talked about how Christians and churches can respond to this virus. This is going to have a significant financial impact on everyone, and it's imperative that we do everything we can to help each other and be examples of Christ's love. The full episode will come out on March 16th, and if you're listening to this after the fact, make sure you go back and listen to the full episode with Barnabas because he had a lot of great things to say about how we can approach the coronavirus. But I do want to share this clip with you guys right here. This this might be a thing that we need to get us out of our own, like, you've upended my life. I'm, I might, I disapprove of this. And <laughs> I was wrestling with that yesterday because, you know, I, we get done with our men's Bible study in the evening and I'm, I'm working on some stuff to, to try to figure out housing for displaced college students. And then I, you know, I get the news that the NBA has suspended their season. And then my first thought is, oh, crap, the baseball season is going to do the same thing. And I was so excited about that starting. And then I had to hit pause and, and be like, do those matter? Do they matter at all? Like, right. not, not as compared to so many other things. So I'm offended that my pleasure and convenience has been interrupted Right. So maybe this is something that will be really beneficial for a selfish America to to realize that we can do some things for our neighbors. We can take some we can, you know, there are going to be those who are really financially impacted because some of us can work from home because the Internet. Others, if they don't go to work, they don't get paid. So they need help. There's going to be opportunities in this for us to to really serve people and to get out of our own uh, self-centeredness. And I think that'll be, I think that could be a, a significant positive outcome of all of this. Look, our beloved sports will return eventually. Shows that were postponed will be made up. Our lives will come back. But before that happens, let's not waste this chance to love our neighbors, to be good citizens, to not be in such a hurry, and to just be with God. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all stay safe. This show is going to continue on its normal schedule, so make sure that you come back on Mondays each week. This week we have Barnabas Piper on March 16th, followed by author Jamie Sumner on March 23rd. She has a new book out about parenting a special needs child. I think you're really going to like that conversation. And then for all the football fans out there, ESPN analyst, former NFL quarterback Dan Orlovsky will be on my show March 30th. be talking about a lot of the NFL news that's been happening and the NFL draft coming up. And so trying to create a little bit more normalcy in a life of uncertainty right now. So make sure that you guys are staying safe. Make sure you're washing your hands, practicing social distancing, all those things that our experts are telling us to do. And use this time to not be in a hurry and just be. I love you all.